The officers, the soldiers, they came. They surrounded them. They approached. And then, right at the moment when he could have turned it around, he told Peter, put your sword away. Shall they not drink the cup the Father has given me? That's where it goes forward. Jesus had a plan to drink a, a bitter cup. And he drank that bitter cup for, for you. And because he drank that bitter cup, we, along with him, have a blessed end. We're going to briefly look at six of those aspects of that bitter cup, each gulp that he took as we look at John chapter 19 this evening. The first of those bitter cups, as we look at John 19, starting at verse 17, is carrying his own cross. Just imagine the, the terrible weight of thinking, that's his instrument of torture, and, and he's made to carry it, to, to walk under what he knows will be the, the weight that is far worse than what he had to march under. That's a bitter cup. Maybe as you reflect on your own bitter suffering in life, we recognize how we are crushed under the curse and the weight of sin, and we must carry that curse throughout our life. Every dream, every hope is crushed when guilt and sin comes along as we carry the curse throughout our life. But we see Jesus drinking that bitter cup. The next one that John mentions is the fact that they crucified him with two criminals, one on each side of him. This man, Jesus, who, who's innocent, who's holy, gets thrown in there with the criminals. And he gets to die a criminal's death and, and look like he has to associate himself with them. That's the next cup. Kind of a bitter cup. And maybe sometimes we think we don't deserve such a bitter cup as we see those people around us who, who ought to drink a bitter cup because they've not lived a good standard. There we are. Every one of us. You're included. You're drinking that bitter cup of being associated with sinners. Look at the person next to you. That's a, a liar, a thief, someone who stands condemned, someone who has a bitter cup. And Jesus didn't deserve it. We might, but he didn't. And then it goes on, as John mentions the next bitter cup Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. This uh, ridicule of Jesus was actually true, but they treat him with contempt. And they give him a charge against him, a charge that he's the king. Well, what charge should be ours? If God were to look at you and examine your life, what, what charge, what, what plaque would you build for yourself? Jesus had a, a true plaque. The true plaque was that he is king. That's why he died. What would your plaque say? Well, I'll let you answer that. The next bitter cup that Jesus must take is that the soldiers who are crucifying him see him worth nothing other than what he has. In other words, he is valued so little that the only thing they see of value is his clothes. That had to have been a bitter cup, fulfilling the prophecy that he's basically left for dead. And they're basically watching him die and not considering any value to him, but only what they can get from him. And though you may not feel it today, someday you might. 
where someone looks upon you, maybe you'll be not able to speak under your own breath and the care person that's in your room will only be thinking of their paycheck or maybe the person that's in your family will be just waiting for that inheritance or maybe as you pass something on, the great-grandchildren will know nothing of your name. The only thing they'll care about is what they received from you. The only value they'll put on their parents, their great-grandparents, whoever you might have been to them, is what you can give them. That's a bitter cup. Scripture tells us about this, that we can't take anything with us. And the people that see us die and grasp at what they can grab from us. That's a bitter cup because of sin and what we deserve in death. Jesus swallowed that cup. The next cup, as we count out all six that John lists here, is that when Jesus is hanging on the cross, he sees his mother. And he knows she will be alone. Jesus, who evidently has brothers, at this time those brothers weren't believers. And he has to watch out for his mother because he won't be there anymore. Maybe you have drank this bitter cup. Having to say goodbye to someone you love and, and maybe wondering, how will I do alone without them? Or maybe how will they do alone without me? That is a bitter cup. And it comes on us also because of sin. Jesus, who didn't deserve it, drank that same bitter cup that you drink of worrying about when someone dies, what will happen, leaving your loved one. Then we get to the the last of the bitter cups. This one we cannot drink. When Jesus was asked by James and John if really their mother, if if he could have them sit at his right and his left, he asked them, can you drink the cup that I'm about to drink? He knew the extent of his suffering. We only hear him thirsting as we look at what John records. I thirst. But deep behind that thirst, behind the crucifixion and the, the struggle for breath, the thirst for water, was no doubt the thirst for justice or relief, or someone to step in and to make right what has happened. An innocent man, the the Son of God, is dying on the cross for the sins of others, not his own. The Father turns away, and he thirsts for love on the cross. The most bitter cup is the price of our sin that he took. And what we see, though, is As it concludes, John does not leave us with bitter drinks. No, he comes to the finish and Jesus says, knowing that everything had been fulfilled, Jesus says, it is finished. He knows that despite this bitter suffering and despite the bitter cup that he must drink, he must drink it because if he does, he will fulfill God's plan to rescue you from all your bitter cups from that cup of loneliness when someone dies, from that frustrating cup of not being able to take with you what you have because you're going to die, from that frustrating cup of having the charge against you and you cannot get rid of it, and it's true, from that frustrating cup of being associated with sinners, but we are one of them, from that frustrating cup of being under the weight of sin, all of it, is lifted off of us and fulfilled as what Isaiah said. Surely, he bore our suffering. 
And because of this, it is finished. The suffering is over. The price is met. The cup has been swallowed in whole. And you and I have a blessed end with our Lord because he faced this and he now lives as we will celebrate in the days ahead. We have a blessed end where there will never be any bitterness, there will never be any loss, never be any pain, and we will live with him and that blessed end will never end. And we will feast on his eternal cup of victory. <laughs>